Our scripture reading today comes from Acts chapter 2, verses 42 to 47. Please follow along in your Bible or in your bulletin. And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and the prayers. And awe came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. And all who believed were together and had all things in common. And they were selling their possessions and the belongings and distributing the proceeds to all as any had need. And day by day, attending to the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved. All flesh is grass, and all its glory like the flowers of the field. The grass withers, and the flowers fade, but the word of our God endures forever. Good morning. I am so honored to be here today. After all of these years, my time as a senior has come. If you don't know me, my name is Leah Dooling. I'm a senior at St. Mary's Hall, and next year I will be attending Trinity University here in San Antonio, majoring in environmental science with a minor in creative writing. I came to FPC 12 years ago because of my dad at five years old, and I've been involved with the church ever since. I've gone through many developments during my faith during my time here, and today I'll be sharing some of my favorite experiences and the lessons I will carry with me when I attend college in the fall. When I think of memories at church, I think of godly play, playing out Bible series in stand boxes, hiding out in the choir loft, children's pageants, singing in choir and youth talent shows, urban plunge mission trips, laser tag on Saturdays, and underground church. I've spent a lot of time here, and I grew up in these walls. For the past four years, my main involvement with the church has been in youth and Wednesday night Bible studies. Today, I want to talk about the book of Acts, which we have been studying this year, and what I have learned is important in applying it to my life. This year, we focused on the important functions of the church, evangelism, predestination, and what our church really believes in. While I was taught these things before, they weren't consequential to me as a young believer. I do not want to discount my younger self because I always ask questions. But as I've gotten older, I have questioned and investigated the tenets of my faith instead of blindly following the church. I know that to some extent, you must believe what you cannot see or comprehend in faith, but maintaining my faith while seeking understanding helps me grow and become more educated so I can inform others. Additionally, I focus on understanding how to apply faith to my everyday life outside of the Christian bubble. It is easy to become too comfortable in the community of like-minded people, and I have learned that my faith shines most brightly in action when I bring compassion into my everyday interactions with friends. The scripture says that the people devoted themselves to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and prayer. So what is fellowship? It's exactly that. Spending time with people who you care about and can converse with about beliefs and ideas with. On the ECO website, it says that we demonstrate a livable theology through our passion that renewed minds lead people to embody their faith in Jesus every day, not just to protect theology. I never really knew what it meant to be Presbyterian or ECO, but the more that I've learned about it, the more I appreciate it. After talking about fellowship so much, I know that when I seek out fellowship, I seek to be renewed and invigorated by new ideas with other Christians. When I go to college, 
I will search out a Christian community that is like the girls' Wednesday night Bible study, whose members lift each other up in their lives and faith journeys. I have loved Bible study. It's a place where I am completely free to ask questions or relate our study to real-life scenarios, which has been so impactful. I also think fellowship applies to life outside the church, and my approach to fellowship changes outside these walls. I'm no longer in a group of people who have the same faith, and it would be ignorant to act as such or surround myself with only people who think similarly. Having a faith perspective has given me a clearer view on who I want surrounding me. Even though not all of my friends are Christian, they equally value radical candor and forgiveness. Radical candor is a term my mom introduced me to, defined as caring personally and challenging directly. I have learned that I want friends who challenge me to grow and support me in all paths. This clarity on the purpose and meaning of fellowship has changed my approach to creating community. I'm so grateful to have had a dependable group of women for the last four years that no matter what was going on, they would be there. Trust me, there were some days I was short on enthusiasm, but I made a commitment to myself and always came out being renewed. And if nothing else, there would be snacks. This is one example of how hospitality from others has been uplifting in my life. Nancy Scheifele has always opened her home to me and others, and I know I would always be welcome there. This act of service might seem small, but as it has been a huge comfort to me, and has influenced me to be someone who others can always come to. Something else I have learned is the power of prayer. I never realized until this year how pulling from specific Bible passages can be the most comforting in hard times as a form of prayer and reflection. Now, I've never been one to pray frequently. I'm pretty sure I've been saying the Lord's Prayer wrong since I could speak. But practice prayer has been incredibly beneficial to me. Getting out of my comfort zone and praying out loud has helped my relationship with God become more conversational. Instead of praying only in a church setting with practice prayers that aren't as applicable to circumstance, my personal prayers happen everywhere. Doing this has shown me that even though what I may say must not, if what I say may not be the most eloquent or beautiful, God still appreciates it. That's one of the main reasons I am able to speak before you today. To conclude, I encourage any one of you to get involved in the church, whether that's attending services weekly, going to Bible study, or just attending the next 7-Eleven, whatever you are able to do. This church and the classmates and mentors I have come to know here have greatly influenced me and guided me through many difficulties and successes. I know that through the ups and downs I have faced thus far, God has already shown me his path. Thank you. Good morning. My name is Mary Louise Butrek. I'm currently a senior at Alma Heights High School, and I'll be attending the University of Texas at Austin in the fall. As many of you know, your senior year of high school feels like you're living in the middle of a hurricane. So much is going on. School is crazy, the college application process seems to occupy most of your time, and honestly feels like you barely have time to breathe. I felt like I was living life with my foot constantly on the gas pedal, but all of a sudden, God slammed the brakes. In January of this year, one of my childhood best friends, Trailer Azar, passed away. The whole world felt like it froze after Trailer's passing. All the mania in my life just paused. If you knew Trailer, you knew who loved the game of football, 
more than anything in the world. Trailer was unable to play football himself because of a heart condition. However, this did not stop him. He was manager for the Alma Heights Mules and was always the loudest on the sidelines at every game. A few weeks after Trailer went to heaven, I was watching one of our favorite movies, The Blind Side. If you haven't seen it, The Blind Side tells the story of Michael Orr, an inner city kid who's taken in by an upper class family. They pay for Michael's education and along the way discover he's extremely talented on the gridiron. He's the perfect build to play left tackle, arguably the most difficult and the most important position on the field. I've seen this movie many times, but the last time I watched it, the opening monologue caught my attention. The narrator's recalling the play-by-play -play of the career-ending injury of Redstone's quarterback, Joe Theismann, against the Giants in the 80s. The narrator proceeds to say, now y'all would guess, more often than not, the highest paid player on an NFL team is the quarterback, and you'd be right. But what you probably don't know is that more often than not, the second highest paid player is a left tackle. And the left tackle's job is to protect the quarterback from what he can't see coming, to protect his blind side. After hearing that, I realized that God had been protecting Trailer's blind side. Growing up, we always knew his heart was different, but it never seemed to get in the way. His limitations did not limit him. In fact, in a lot of ways, they were to his advantage. Trailer knew the statistical and technical side of football better than anyone I know. While watching the, a game with him, you would have thought he was the head coach on the sidelines calling the game in real time. He was almost always able to predict the upcoming play as well as the adjustments of all 22 players that they would make during the drive. 1 Corinthians 10.13 says, No temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind, and God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear, but when you are tempted, he will also provide a way so that you can endure it. Endure it. From a young age, Trailer wanted to be like his childhood hero, Colt McCoy, but when life wouldn't let him, God gave him the opportunity to be Mac Brown. He did not exclude him, he just gave him an alternative. God protected his blind side. A few weeks ago, I was scrolling through Instagram and I came across a post from the night trailer passed away. Someone had commented, some people spend their whole lives not finding a friend like trailer. I think it'll be hard pressed to find someone who didn't love trailer. Seeing the impact he has left on earth in his short 17 years is unlike anything I've ever experienced. He was a loyal friend to everyone. He always knew what to say in any situation and was never inconvenienced by the needs of his friends. Whether you knew it or not, he was there to protect your blind side. Losing Trailer at such a young age made me question God's plan. Why would he take one of our friends at a point where life felt like it was just getting started? After toying with this question for weeks, I realized I need to stop being sad about the time I'm not going to get with him and be thankful for the time that I did. I truly believe that I learned more from Trailer in 17 years than I could learn from anyone else in thousands. Second Chronicles 15.7 says, But you, be strong. Do not lose courage, for there is reward for your work. To me, this verse completely exemplifies Trailer. He never gave up. When a door closed, he found a window. What should have been obstacles were not obstacles at all. He found a way to do what he loved without being hindered by his heart. Trailer's lifelong goal was to attend the University of Texas. From the time he was born, he loved everything to do with the Longhorns. Just like Trailer, I grew up in a Longhorn family. He used to joke that he was only friends with me for our mutual love of the school. The day after his funeral, I was at dinner with my family. My mom's phone buzzed and I saw her eyes light up. I immediately looked at my phone and saw that I had been accepted to UT. I knew at that moment that the timing was not an accident. This was part of God's plan, to follow some of the worst times of my life with some of the best.
Good morning. My name is Lena Culp, and I have been coming to church for, here for as long as I can remember. In our high school Bible study, we've been reading through Acts. The book of Acts was written by Luke. Its title refers to Acts of Service. This book, in this book, we begin to see the Christian community um, form and grow as we know it today. The scripture that was just read from Acts presents four characteristics that are present in our church community. These characteristics are teaching, fellowship, breaking of bread or hospitality, and prayer. Today I would like to share with you how I've seen these play out in my own life. Fellowship is huge within the church. It is so vitally important for us to be surrounded by people who lift us up and point us to God, to know Him and to live like Him. This has been even more clear to me as I approach my graduation. Next year I will be attending Texas A&M University and College Station. I am so excited. Picking a college was hard, and once I made a decision about where I would attend, the next step was to find a roommate, which proved to also be hard. Like in our Bible passage, prayer has been an important part of the process. These decisions are something that I've had to pray a lot about. We've been talking and learning about prayer in our high school Bible study every week. Each week, Carrie brings little slips of paper that have Bible verses on them and how to pray with it. One in particular that was very helpful to me when deciding where I wanted to go to school next year. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding and always submit to him and he will make your path straight. The prayer. Pray asking God to help you follow his will and not your own. Prayer is something that I've, has always been hard for me. It took a while to find something that worked. One avenue of prayer that has worked for me is having a prayer journal. It is super helpful for me to be actively doing something while I pray. It has, it has also given me the gift of looking back and seeing how God has answered my prayers. It is sometimes hard to remember to do, but through that practice I have gotten more comfortable praying. How is your prayer life today? How can our church support you in learning how you can have a stronger prayer life? Back to picking a college. That was hard. I knew my biggest concern and most important focus was having a really solid Christian community in college. I have seen how important Christian community is through church and my camp, Lady Lodge. The fellowship mentioned in Acts was something I knew I needed. A&M was the last place I visited. My mom and I drove up and it was just a gross day. It was cold and wet and everything was gray. We had lunch with a friend who's a junior there now. She mentioned something that caught my attention. She said there's a ministry there called Breakaway, which is a campus-wide Bible study that is held every Tuesday night in a basketball arena. I thought that was the coolest thing. I knew when she said that that I was most likely going to end up there. A&M has an awesome Christian presence and that is one of the biggest reasons I chose it. Another point in the passage is hospitality, breaking the bread. This can be literally sharing a meal with somebody or opening your home. It is really just making people feel loved and valued exactly where they are. One bit of wisdom that has been told to me over and over again in college is to just say hi to people, invite them for hot chocolate or on a walk. Everyone is in the same boat. Everyone is also trying to make new friends in a brand new environment. My goal is to make everyone I come across feel welcome and wanted. One instance where I've already had to put this into practice is finding a roommate. Reaching out to strangers to find a roommate is kind of awkward. I reached out to find my future roommate and we instantly clicked. We texted back and forth for a while and then FaceTimed. Together, both being brave enough to practice hospitality with each other, we have begun to create a community um, of support and encouragement and we're not even living together yet. Thank you, the congregation and church, for supporting me as I have grown both inside the church and out in the world. I am forever grateful for the, all the opportunities and experiences I have been given. Many thanks to you all. I want to leave you with this. 
How will you make other people feel loved and welcomed wherever you go?